Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, welcome to BT Sports podcast, Life's a Pitch. My name's Mike Calvin. I'm joined by Tony Evans of the Evening Standard and Adrian Clark of Arsenal TV. It's tin helmet time. Who's going to make the top four? Who's going to be relegated? We'll give our verdicts. First, though, the final individual previews. We're looking at Swansea, Spurs, Watford, West Brom and West Ham. Let's start in South Wales. Swansea are going to struggle, aren't they, Tony? Oh, yeah, by the looks of it. I mean, it's been, um, it's been a strange summer there with the takeover and so many players leaving. I mean... It seems a team that lacks a bit of identity, uh, lacks a bit of leadership, you know, and with Ashley Williams going, you know, it seems to be the end of an era. Um, it's almost like they're ripping things up and starting again there. I think it's going to be a difficult year. Mm. Francesco Guidolin mm. wasn't that convincing when he took over from Gary Monk, and to be honest, it surprised me that he's been, he's kept on. A little bit, yeah. No, he, he wasn't there for some of the games, was he? Um, but he did, he did keep them up. I think the lack of identity is a big thing because at Swansea you knew what sort of time, uh, what sort of team they were going to be. The philosophy was always a clear one under previous managers, but last year it was a definite mishmash. They had six different formations. Sometimes they pressed, sometimes they sat off. They didn't pass the ball anywhere near as well as they had done in previous seasons. Uh, the turnover is a worry. Um, I don't think it will be as much doom and gloom as maybe you're thinking. I, I still think there's a basis of a good side there. If Ashley Williams does go, that will be huge for them. I think you're talking about, you know, several places could be at stake if he leaves because he is the rock that holds them together. Well, he's been the symbol of that club, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he's been underrated for years. You know, he's, um, uh, you know, so he holds that back four together. He, you know, he's a uh, he's a very bright player, not the most talented defender you'll ever see, but you know, works hard at his game. And you know, you, you you look at them, and it seems to be, I don't know whether it's cost cutting. I don't know whether they think another of these clubs who think they're cleverer than other people, mm. and they can go and find players elsewhere. Mm. But it looks as if so many uh, the the team that you know. Basically took them, you know, towards the top ten, and you know, at times we were looking at top six team. Yeah, one's the top six team. One clean sheet they had away from home all season. One clean sheet. That's that's terrible. The problems of other people disguised how bad the second half of the season was for them. Yeah, and at home they didn't really score enough goals, especially from open. Well, they've lost a lot of strikers, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, but Andre. Okay. All right, apart from Ayu, I think Ayu is a good player, the kind that can make an impact. Of the others. I think they're better off without them. Gomez, 
it, well, he was a shadow of the player that he could have been. Polovsky, okay, he was a, he was a bit rough around the edges. I don't think he was Premier League quality. Adair, I know he was the hero at the Euros, but he's pretty useless most <laughs> of the time. I don't think it's a bad thing that they've had a clean sweep of, of strikers. But will Llorente uh, and possibly this other player that's coming in for Atletico Madrid, will, will they be good enough? Well, Llorente, haven't they missed the boat with him? Because he, he was going to be the perfect Premier League player three years ago. Yeah, well, I mean, it tells you something that it's now Swansea, they're looking at him. You know, the, the, there were bigger clubs who, uh, who were sniffing around him a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's, it strikes me that they had the success with Mitchu. You know, they, they brought him in and he was fantastic and he scored mm-hmm. a lot of goals. And so, oh, yeah, we're, you know, we, yeah, we, we can do that again. And they haven't really had anyone like that. You know, there was, there's loads of them who've been up front. There's almost a, a minibus load of strikers there <laughs> who they've brought in. And, they've, you know, they, they, they haven't performed. Yeah. And I think that they're going to need goals. And I can't see where the goals are coming from at the moment. Mm. With Spurs, mm-hmm. you can see a lot of goals in that team. Yeah. Pochettino really impresses me. Yeah. You know, he gets it. He's got the strategy sorted out. Trusts young players, which makes him a very rare beast indeed. <laughs> what do you think about the signings in the summer? Well, I think they're the right signings, actually. I think they needed somebody that could cover or compete with um, Dyer and Dembele, who were a terrific partnership. Dembele, one of the most underrated players mm. in the Premier League, in my view. Wanyama isn't a shoo-in, I don't think, to start games. But in certain away games, you may well see a three with mm. Dyer, Dembele and Wanyama and then a front three. And I, you know what? they are not going to be many stronger, more powerful midfield trios than that. And in Janssen, they've got Kane Mark II as a left footer. So I think he is a perfect backup, which they didn't have last year. They fluked it, really, with Harry Kane staying fit. So at least they've got the right backup now. Um, and potentially someone who could play with him. I think I wouldn't be surprised at all to see the front two mm. on occasion um, with maybe Janssen being the goal poacher and Kane giving a little bit more licence to go and do his thing, get on the ball. So look, I think Spurs are going to have another excellent season. Mm. What about Kane? You know, up and down to a degree. But what I admire, what I admire around him is his, his resilience. He comes back, he bounces back. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he's always working, you know, he's, um, his appetite for the game is, is, is fantastic. You know, I, I just love to watch him. You do worry, he's played so much mm. over the last couple of years, and, you know, and in the summer, he looked very jaded during the Euros, and, you know, he's thrown into a, a campaign now, you know, it, it took him a while to get going last season, and that's probably the reason they didn't win the title is they didn't score enough goals in those first four or five games where they got a lot of draws. Um, you know, you, you wonder whether he let the ground running. But I have no doubt that he'll, you know, he's, he's going to be a top striker for Could years. Could he him up? You know, having someone else there that potentially, I'm not saying he's going to replace Harry Kane, mm. but say Janssen starts the season flying. And, and Kane is, is hit or miss, is there a chance, you know, he could play ahead of Kane? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't think, um, you know, I think... If, him if, on his toes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, and I, I don't think he's the sort of fellow who needs to be kept on his toes, mm. to be fair. But I, I think the, the, the main problem he'll have is tiredness. Yeah. And, you know, and you know when you're tired, you pick up injuries. Mm, yeah. I think that's the only worry I've got about Kane this yeah. season. We talked about Swansea's lack of identity. You can't say that about no. Spurs, can you? Deli Alley. Mm. Any chance of a second syndrome, second season it. syndrome? I doubt there? it. I think he's a good player. He's, he's, a, got, he's a class player. Uh, mentally, I think he's really strong as well. Mm. I think that's one of his... Obviously, he's a skillful player, capable of, of brilliance, but also psychologically, I think he's made of pretty sturdy stuff. Uh, so I don't see it 
been an issue for him. It's it's where is he going to fit into the team? I think that's a possible issue because they might not always have that number ten player. Can he become a box to box midfield player? I think he's got the capability mm, to. He's played in so many different positions already, hasn't he? Yeah, and I wouldn't want to see him pushed out wide. I don't think it will happen. I, my only worry for him is is where does he fit in with the team? I think ability wise, yeah, and what goes on between his ears. It's not a problem. He's going to go from strength to strength. Mm. And what I, you know, this is going to be the season of the manager. Mm. Pochettino, what's your view on him? Well, I, I think he's a fantastic manager. You know, as you said, he trusts the youth and, you know, he brings them through. I think the one negative is that he prefers younger players who buy into his philosophies. And there's been a lack of leadership for Tottenham. Uh, older players, you know, and, they, and they, they, just, they, you know, they, they went to meltdown at the end of last season. They'll be a year older, mm. so they'll be uh, more experienced to deal with it. But, you know, you, you just feel that um, Pochettino worries a little bit about senior professionals who might challenge his ideas. Okay. I mean, you know, they were, uh, they, they, you know, sort of the, the whole buying into the, the, you know, the two-a-day training sessions, which I think they overdid a little bit last year, and they run out of it steam. It needs more bodies, I think. So. I don't think two signings is enough, because the backup. He's, he's quite weak, mm. I, th I think. I know they've got some promising young players, but it's all about 14, 15 players at Spurs. I think they need to you know, get 18, 20 players that are good enough to not notice the difference when they get injuries. Because last year, they didn't get very many injuries. This, it'd be hard mm. to expect that But to you can again. say that's, that's because they actually look after their players properly. Uh, possibly, yeah. I mean, it, there's an argument that they obviously train well, mm. they're super fit. Um, the downside is that they did concede an awful lot of second-half goals, particularly um, in the second half of that season. I think mm. they, it cost them so many points. It was all about draws. Mm. They, they blew winning positions more than most teams Spurs and that's that's the area to improve. For, for me one of the like big moments of the season was West Ham away last year and they looked dead on the feet just before the international break and they looked exhausted mm. and you know he kept them going with this rigorous training routine all the way into February it might be especially with the Champions League time to step back a little. I think November honestly yeah. I think you can afford to really work the players rock hard till about November from then on the games just come thick mm. and fast I don't think they need to be I don't I think you need to be going, you know, too hard. As, as you say, fatigue mm. definitely hurt them. Yeah, you're as a pro yourself. Mm. Did you used to moan when you were getting two a days? <laughs> definitely, I hated it, <laughs> <laughs> and it was horrible because you'd have lunch and you you, you couldn't eat too much because you were worried about what was to come. You know, is it going to be a running session to come? Um, yeah, no, it's it's not great. But as a footballer, if you are involved, if you're part of the team, and you are seeing the fruits of your labour, i.e winning football and they were last year weren't they there'll be no complaints and the old win bones yeah exactly yeah. if you're winning any kind of regime is fine no matter how strict it is it's when things go against you yeah. and, that, and that is the test of any manager uh, and their ideas because if for example Spurs do have a real wobble this year you might get one or two moans and groans for the players because that was noticeable last year. It was a very happy dressing room mm. and you know I, I think that probably if they would have had a, a you know, senior professional to calm them down at the end of last season. But uh, at Chelsea, for instance. Yeah, would, would have made a huge difference. You know, Dyer looks like he'll develop into a leader. He completely lost his head at the bridge. Yeah. And um, and I think Wanyama will help a little bit in that way. But, you know... Well, he'll the, kick a few on his own, won't he? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 um, the, you know, the, the, a year along the line. I think they're probably a year short of where they want to be. Uh, but he's kept together the group. Um, he's not made too many changes. So the, the, the whole, you know, the, the idea of chemistry will keep it together. I mean, I think they're very, very well placed. Mm. Talk about managers again. Mm. Watford. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's renter manager time yet again. Walter Mazzari's come in. Yeah. I was amazed that they let Kike Sanchez Flores go. I thought he made a great impression. Will that actually eventually turn around and bite them? Oh, you wonder how, how often they can keep changing their managers and getting away with it and keep on improving. I did, I did think Flores largely did well. They tailed off mm. terribly, it has to be said. They finished the season with zero momentum. Uh, Mazzari placed three at the back. That's his way. So he spent pre-season remoulding a whole new system. You'll see a very different Watford this season. Um, he's got a lot of work to do. He's got to work on that defence, obviously the shape of it. He's brought in specialist wing-backs, which actually I think is a good idea because their wide men last year were awful. They, they contributed mm. next to nothing, really. Well, all, they've gone, haven't they? Yeah, they've all gone. Um, the main job, I think, for Mazzari is to reignite that chemistry between Dini and Nigallo because it has fizzled out. Big time. Um, Igalo had an amazing 2015, mm. 2016. He had been rubbish. And he needs to up his game and stop being so selfish. If he can get those two firing, Watford have got a chance. If he can't, I think they're in banging trouble. Yeah, they brought in Isaac Success. You know, mm. Crazy name, crazy guy, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Did well with Granada. Mm. Um, but there's a massive jump up into the Premier League. Isn't well, you know, you've got to be... Skeptical about deals like that, you know, and other the parts of those clubs, you know, um, you look at the fee and you think, hmm, the way players move around between uh, Watford, Granada and Indonesia, you know, it's a, you think to yourself, hmm, and you just wonder, I mean, I saw him last year playing for Granada and I, 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 I didn't see a Premier League player there, you know, it's a, I thought he didn't jump out at me, I mean, perhaps they've seen something I didn't, and, you know, they're more qualified Have you seen me. anything of Jerome Sinclair? Because obviously he's, he's come in uh, from yeah. Liverpool, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll do all right. I, I don't think he was he was never going to succeed uh, at, at the highest level, yeah. but he'll do all right for them. I think, um, you know, and he, he's, he's got a bit about him, he's got a bit of pace, so, you know, it's... Um, I've, I've been speaking to a few scouts about him, and, and their rating is decent, champ you know, good championship. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's where I'd put him, you know, it's, um, you know, in, in the top tiers of the championship. Yeah. With the rest of that squad, you know, Gomez had a great season for them last season. Mm. Yeah. Um, but there's, again, is, is, is it another team that's lacking a bit of identity? I think so. Yeah, well, I think they will have a clearer identity, actually, because of this 3-5-2. It's going to, it's going to be rigid with them. Mm. That is the way they're going to play. Um, so you will see a different shape to Watford this season. It's like, have they got enough quality? Have they got enough invention? That's what I would say. The midfield, in my view, is quite basic. It's workmanlike. Capu. Uh, is all right, you know, with Ben Watson, those kind of players. Decore, they've brought in, could turn out to be a gem. Um, but yeah, you, you, they're very, very reliant on Troy Deeney. Mm. And can he deliver the goods again? Will he stay fit for a whole season? I think if he had gone lame at parts of last season, Watford could have gone from being top half to bottom three. So um, he's the main man. He's, I, he is the, still the main man. I, I worry about this, um, you know, this wing-back system, you know, whether it'll suit Deeney. You know, you're going to have the ball coming in from 35 yards out, you know, so it's knocked, knocked in, in, yeah. in front of Deeney. And I, I just wonder whether... Well, they didn't that, do any... Honestly, the wide men last year, they, I think the grand total of assists was something like three. Yeah, it, it, he actually had really poor service from the flank, so I wonder if it can't get any worse. Yeah, but I mean, last season, I think him and him and Agarlo did was brilliantly was was switching the combination and, and they, 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 on the break down the middle, one would knock it on, the other would go, mm -hmm. and they they were fantastic. But there's, there's still a lot of persistent talk about Deeney moving on from that mm. club. You know, the Le Leicester were the domino effect. If Vardy goes, mm. they bring him in. 
You know, there's some talk that he's got a you know, deal in his new contract that he can go in this, uh, January if he needs to. Yeah. When you've got that uncertainty about your key player, your inspirational player, your mm. captain, mm. what does that do to the rest of the dressing room? <laughs> well, yeah, it's destabilising. But I think when a player is there, they're there. You just mm. get on with it. And, and Deeney does look like he'll start the season with Watford. And I don't think the other players will worry about, about him potentially leaving. It, he has defended off a lot of good, interesting yeah, yeah. offers already. Mm. He has been incredibly loyal to Watford as well. I, ju- I, I just think they're too reliant on him. And if Igalo continues on in the same vein that he ended last season, which was four out of ten, then, then they are, they're going to struggle. He can't do it all on his own. Mm. I mean, £30 million for Deeney. Yeah. Even though he's the main man, I might take it if I'm Watford. Mm. Ownership. Yeah. I think that the, the Watford model will be questioned more this season. West Brom, new Chinese owners. Is this going to be the end of the Pulis era? Well, I mean, it felt like the Pulis era was was in decline last season. You know, um, you know his mood was downbeat, to say the least. Um, you know, Jeremy Peace didn't loosen the pair strings for him. And... It felt like it was going nowhere. The new owners, will they give him any money? Will Because um, cause he wants to win Pulis. You know, he's very, very, um, very ambitious. More ambitious than people think. You know, they see him as a, a man who just keeps people up. You know, he, he's got a better opinion of himself. He thinks he can do better. Um, if they give him some money and there's sort of an injection of ambition into West Brom, I think it'll make a difference. But at the moment, it, it, does, it, looks, it looks as if it's meandering towards an end from they there. They can't attract anyone. Yeah. No one wants to join them. That's the problem. I know that Diafra Sacco failed his medical, or that's what's been reported. I don't think he was necessarily sold on that move anyway. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an issue for West Bromwich Albion. Is it, is it an issue also when a club is created in the image of its manager yeah, or head coach? I suppose so, yeah. It's just it's just the quality of the football. It's the style, isn't it? And the feel-good factor is sort of absent at the Hawthorns. Mm-hmm. There's a real negative vibe. Is, is there anyone excited about going you know, to, no. to the Hawthorns? No, that's the problem. I, ju- I just think, and uh, yeah, away from home is the problem because they've got these four centre-halves. Uh, they, they, they can go forward as much as they like. They're not going to have the same quality as, as, a, as a natural fullback in those wide areas. I just think that they limit themselves with the style that they play. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there was a stat in the second half they scored the fewest goals of anyone. And that tells me that in a time when games are open, they just haven't got the tools to profit from it. They're very basic in yeah. what they do. And they've only brought one player in, Matt Phillips from, from mm. QPR for about five and a half million. Yeah, which doesn't exactly fill you with um, confidence. Well, I mean, Elise's not an oldie. They, mm. I think they've only had two players under 25 last year. Berahino's 22. Mm. He played 17 at the start. The other one was this kid, uh, Jonathan Leco, who came mm. in was excellent, wasn't he, last yeah, few yeah. games. Mm. They were the only players under 25. When are you going to bring a bright young player into the fray? Mm. When? And how important is atmosphere? Because when I've been to the Hawthorns, it's been pretty flat. You know, at its best, it's a really vibrant ground. Mm-hmm. But now, it's almost as if the supporters are as bored as the players <laughs> well, are with the want to see system. young players as well. They, what young players bring is athleticism, enthusiasm, real hunger. This leaker come on, mm. he lit the place up last couple of games of the season. Is he bold enough to give more kids a chance? I don't know if he is. Well, again, Jeremy Peace, though, his ambition was just to stay in the Premier League. That was all, you know, nothing more. And that's going to reflect on the fans. 
the new owners, they might have more ambition if they do. You know, it, it could get the Hawthorns buzzing again, but at the moment, it just looks a, it looks a grim place. You know, no one wants to go to the black country. <laughs> <laughs> now, does anyone want to go to the Olympic Stadium, Tony? You were there. Um, what was the uh, atmosphere like? Uh, you know, it was quite lively. West, you know, the West Ham fans were lively. It was the, you know, the first competitive game there. So, um, uh, but my, my view after reflecting on it over the weekends is that the way Upton Park earned them 10 points a season, the Olympic Stadium, if things go wrong, will cost them 10 points. Uh, what, was, what was interesting, it was, on, you know, it was almost a full house, but how rapidly the atmosphere dissipated. Um, it's not a football stadium. You know what? It's, I've, I've, I've never seen a ground where the dugouts were so far. It was about from, 30 yards away. Yeah, from, you know, from the pitch. Mm. I mean, it's a warm-up just getting from the seat to, to pitch side. You know, <laughs> it's it's like, a marathon for us. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you, I couldn't believe it. I, 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 you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things where, you know, you come from that, the intensity of Upton Park at its best to that, and I can see it being... Challenge, wouldn't it? But difficult for them. You know, if they get onto a bad run and the attendances drop off, sold a lot of season tickets, but the down they priced them very well and very cheaply. Downside to that is people buy cheap season tickets. They don't turn up if things are going wrong. Mm -hmm. And if that's if that stadium's half empty and things go wrong for West Ham, I just oh Is there a danger of football clubs selling their soul? <laughs> there yeah, definitely, definitely. But I don't think West Ham have done that. I think West Ham's fans are the soul of that club. I think they're a passionate bunch, aren't they? Um, they do create a good atmosphere. They have a very clear identity of what they want to be, West Ham. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be too different for West Ham at this stage. It, it, it is challenging. Different environment. I agree. It could cost them points where Upton Park gained. But bottom line is, it's about what the players do on the pitch. And... They've, fortunately, West Ham have got one of the top managers in the division, in my view. Mm. I'm a big fan of yeah. Slaven Bilic. I think he's he's in the top three tacticians in the Premier League, in my view. And as, for as long as he stays, I think they will be a top half team. Mm. Um, whether they can replicate the standards they set last year, not quite sure yet. Um, I'm not. I don't know if the signings they, they, have been brilliant. They've confirmed Lanzini and, mm. and Martinez. Mm. How important is it that they keep? Um, you know what? He had a good season and he had a good Euros. But towards the end of last season, he dropped off a little bit. He went a bit flat. Um, you know, and it was disguised a little bit because of his free kicks. Sometimes he drifts out of the game. Um, and, and Lanzini in, in games like the Chelsea game was, mm -hmm. was much more yeah, that's, uh, he's really good. Im like impressive than him. Um, you know, at the sorts of prices people are talking about, I. I'm, I'm not so sure it wouldn't be a bad idea to cash in. Um, he is a good player, but I think I think there's um, the whole structure of the team there. I think they've got the, you know they've got pretty good players right across the midfield and up front. They've got a, a, a range of strikers which can give them a number of options. I think they're a little bit weak at the back. Yeah, um, yeah. certainly. You know um, the injury to Cresswell will mm. will affect. Fullbacks the problem, isn't it? We've yeah. lost Cresswell and uh, Antonio as well as he's done. I think it's not a full back. No, is it? when it gets to the top, I think in the games where they dominate, it won't be a problem. But it's in the real toughies, I think he could get exposed. And and Reed, I think it's probably just over the top in terms of his um, standards. You know, he, he, he went from being younger. wanted by the likes of Man United um, to having a really flat season. Mm. Like, last yeah, year, back, you know? back four is a problem. Um, I think they'll score a lot of goals and they'll concede a lot. Yeah. Mm. So, do you think that they'll be in that sort of middle group? 
We won't have to look over their shoulder. Yeah, you know, I'm no, thinking of, of Southampton, maybe Everton. I know, mm. although I know you you rate them, mm. um, the Stokes of this world. So they're going to be in that middle middle Same group again. Yeah, mm. I think so. I, I can't see it being too different. Can and you? and there'll, there'll be a spell for West Ham where you think, ooh, you know, maybe they could they could like crack into the Champions League spots yeah. and then they'll drop off. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's a lot to choose between like West Ham, Southampton, Stoke, mm. Everton. Everton will be more solid. You know that under Coombe, yeah. and maybe a different shape this season as yeah. well with the three Lots at the back. I think Southampton will continue to flourish. Puel does have a very good record. I know it's an unknown quantity in English football, but I think they'll be good to watch South mm. Southampton. And uh, I don't see them crumbling just because Koeman's left. So Stoke, uh, you know, Stoke will be Stoke. I think they're, they're, they're a club that are well established. So mm. yeah, it's, it's three different leagues. It's the top six. Actually, top seven. Mm -hmm. I'd say we've, you've got to chuck Leicester in there and then, and then the middle portion. I think it's pretty clear. So if we look at that, top seven let's start with Arsenal <laughs> now are they in danger of doing what they never do which is falling out of no the top four? no look they are in danger of it because the other teams um, are good the, the, the standards will rise Chelsea will be better Liverpool will be better the others uh, Manchester United will be better so yes of course that I don't think anyone can say with any certainty we're going to be top four but even though Arsenal have been quiet in the transfer market I don't feel alarmed as, as, as someone that follows them. I don't feel alarmed because I, I see an awful lot of quality in the team. They're cohesive. They've been together a long while now. There is an issue. They're light at centre-half and they're light up top. And those are two massive areas. They need, do need addressing. And I think the manager will address them. Um, but... Um, oh, 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 haven't we said that every <laughs> of course, summer of course since, have. I don't know, 1860? <laughs> I, I, I don't know how it can't be addressed this, this summer. I mean, he's got yeah, a record. We never know well, he's, he has got a record and said, I will be buying the centre-half and I will be buying a striker. So, so we, I'm going to have to take his word on that. Yeah, and there's what happens. There'll be a last-minute scramble uh, and I'll get someone who, who's not quite up to it and everyone will complain and then they'll finish in the top four anyway, like they always. Mm. They, it's the one thing written in stone in the Premier I, I think it's in the Premier League rules. Arsenal finishing the top four. So you think they'll do it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and again, it's one of those things. There'll be a spell around February when it looks. There'll be a spell in, in November when it looks like they'll drop out the top four. There'll be a f spell in February when it looks like they'll win the title, and then they'll finish third or fourth. <laughs> or second, like last year. But second, yeah, yeah, and, and, and open top bus, you know, because <laughs> they, they won the North London title. Speaking of which, Spurs top four. What were you thinking? I, 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 yeah, I, I find it hard to find any reasons why they would drop out of it this season because I don't think they'll go backwards. Right. I, I think because of uh, what's going on in Manchester and Guardiola and Mourinho, everyone's going, oh, Manchester will be the focus. The, the title, the title battle, will, its, main, its main arena will be North London, I think. You know, I think the two of the, for all the quibbles about Arsenal. I think Arsenal and Tottenham are two of the better teams in the league. And, um, I, you know, I don't think you're going to have to look too far away from there to, to you know. What about Chelsea? Well, Chelsea, it, it, Chelsea <laughs> is one of those things where you can't tell what's no. going to happen. Uh, Conti's come in. Uh, the, all the noises coming from uh, Cobham uh, are positive and everyone's buying into what he wants to do. You wonder how long it'll last. His, the way he works, the way he, his, his training sessions, you know, he, he, re, he repeats moves mm. and, like, you know, has them doing the same thing over and over again as tactical uh, acumen, uh, but rig 
tactical, tactical rigour um, is great in the short term. It's whether in the long term people like Hazard are going to buy into it. Uh, already there's talk of Oscar going. Um, you can see there's quite a few players that perhaps aren't suited to the Conti game. I'd say Hazard, Fabregas, um, Costa will probably be on his way. It's going to be a season of transition. And there's all, always the added complication of Chelsea is um, you don't just go in and manage. You've got to keep one eye on what the owner thinks. And, you know, Mourinho originally left the job uh, back in 2007 because they wanted to play better football. They wanted to be like Barcelona. They wanted, And, and uh, Abramovich loves players like Hazard and Oscar. Uh, Conte doesn't quite work that way. And so there is a potential there for a clash of cultures. And um, I, I, I wouldn't automatically assume Chelsea are back in the top four. I I, I, what I think the issue might be is defensively. I know that he's a good defensive coach and I think he will uh, make the midfield more solid, mm. more hard-working. Mm. They'll press from the front. Well, you know, Matic and yeah, Kante. Matic and Kante, look, that's a pretty good unit. Yeah. Um, it's the back four that, that I think needs a fresh Getting up. a bit old? Yeah, uh, it's stale. Right, yeah. Ivanovic has been, has been pretty awful the last couple of years, really. I think Aspilicueta has, has levelled out in terms yeah. of his game. Gary Cahill, I think there are question marks over whether he is ultimately good enough to, 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 to be a regular at a club like Chelsea. JT is still the main man. Um, and, Which and the, is a huge indictment, actually. You know, I, don't, I just think if you can get at Chelsea's back four this season, mm. then you will profit. And I don't think they're going to keep enough, uh, enough goals out. But you you know, see, I, I, I've got a hunch. Yeah, I know. You fancy him, don't you? Well, just as, it's simply because I can see them adding significantly. I can, I can see them outbidding okay. City for John Stones, for instance. I can see them going for it because what I can also see is a Manchester City dynasty being created sooner mm. rather than later. Yeah, mm. well, without a doubt. I mean, you know, it's a City... Uh, the, the putting a framework there at the Etihad which will take them forward. It, you know, it's not necessarily shown... Um, uh, you know, so it's, it's rewards right now, mm. but everything there is—it's probably, probably the best-run club in in the Premier League uh, at this stage. And going forward, and if they can get things right, w without a doubt, they'll be the dominant club of the next decade. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be a rocky year for them. <laughs> they got the right gaffer. I think. I mean, his pedigree is unbelievable. Guardiola. I think it might be a slow start. I saw them mm. against Arsenal. At the weekend, and defensively, they were very ropey. Um, caught in possession in inside their own half, twenty times, I'd yeah, say. They, um, they, well, I mean, they need they need a couple of centre backs. They need a couple of uh, full backs. They need a uh, up and down <laughs> midfield goalkeeper. I mean, they've got a multitude of riches going forward. Don't they? Yeah, they're, they're score, going they're score bundles. But you yeah. know, it's, um, you, you, they're going to come on strong. I think they're going to. I believe that until Christmas, they might be behind. Mm. And then they're going to come on really strong once the players settle into Guardiola's system. The issue with Guardiola is that he's an amazing tactician. He's a real thinker. He's got so many ideas. But can you afford to play around as much in the Premier League? So in the Bundesliga with Bayern Munich, he, he knew he could try a two at the back against a certain team to get away with it. If he tries too much tinkering, he might come unstuck. Well, what about the theory about Guardiola, which I, I don't actually agree with, mm. uh, that... He's almost like been a feather-bedded coach. He's gone into jobs where it was difficult to fail. 
Well, you, you know what, people, people say that. And then, you know, you, you, you look around and, you know, you, you follow Sir Alex Ferguson into Manchester United and you fail. You know, it, it's not that easy. You know, even at Barcelona, even at Bayern Munich, you, you've got to actually win the games. Mm -hmm. And I think um, it, it, it's one of those easy narratives, isn't it, that you know, oh, you know, this is a, you know, he's a golden child, he's inherited everything. And, you know, the reality is, in, in, in Spain, he was up against Real Madrid, you know, who spent a lot of money and had a lot of good players, you know, had Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, he had Messi, but he was instrumental in, in bringing them through. If you're a player, especially a young player, you could have the pick of any manager on the planet, nine out of ten would choose Guardiola to work with. Mm. I know. I, I, I think his, his big problem is we'll be adjusting to the pace of the Premier League and the way it's played because, I mean, uh, I think it, it's harder to play football in this division. Those that have got them in the first six weeks have had a result because I think they could catch them a little bit cold mm. Um, mm. but beyond that I think they're going to come. But, and, but the bigger picture is, you know, I've looked at their development structure, their 17s, 19s, mm. they're beating, like, they beat Leicester at the weekend 7-0. Wow. Uh, they beat Queen's Park Rangers 29-1. Yeah, but, uh, but unless yeah. you bring the kids through. Yeah, but that's, that, but that's what I'm saying, that's the bed. Mm. Now you're getting younger players coming in, you know, Sane, for instance, hmm. identical player who could grow with the club. But this is going to happen. They're going to continue to produce really talented players, but maybe one out of ten, like an Ian Acho, will get their chance an extended run. Hmm. The problem is City can always go out and spend 40-odd million on a Sane, even though they've got a 19-year-old that's tearing it up in, in the academy team. So I think it's great, and, and they've got to be applauded for their infrastructure, but ultimately we're going to, Judge Man City on what they do with that first eleven, and mm. don't know whether they're going to put that many of them yeah. into it. Now I spoke about tin helmets earlier, Tone. They're going to be needed when Manchester City and Manchester United are going for the title together. Mm. Mourinho and Guardiola, not the best of friends. Quite likely because Manchester's quite a small city to, to bump into one another at a certain restaurant or wherever. How do you see all that? sort of psychodrama between the coaches working out. Oh, it's going to end in a knife fight. Definitely. <laughs> no, um, I, 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 think, um, I think Guardiola will probably try and back away from it. And Mourinho won't be able to help himself. You know, he's, um, he, he's, he is the master of mischief. You know, he's already started it, um, you know, in the community shields, you know, um, doing the, uh, dedicating the game to Van Hurl. And, and then... Moving on to the real reality, he said, I've left, you know, I've left clubs behind with trophies and, um, and no one give me any credit. You know, it's... Um, Look at me, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, he'll be needy. He'll want to overshadow Guardiola. Um, and I think it's going to be a really interesting um, sort of psychological war between the two of them. I don't see United uh, challenging for the title, but I think they'll be in the top four. I think they'll be better. Um they but, should you know, be. They spent enough. Well, yeah, I, don't yeah. know. I mean, they bought good players, really good players. Slatan, we know about. Um, Mkhitaryan, I think, could be one of the signings of the season. I know because he can play in any system. Yeah, can't I, I, yeah. Mkhitaryan will play. He will be a key man this year. I'm pretty sure of that. Um, Pogba, I know he costs a lot, but he could make the difference mm. in that midfield. Which is by been the way, really with average. Pogba, is yeah. this the most boring transfer? Oh, it's so ever. boring. I mean, we, yeah, we've had some really dull ones down the years, haven't we? But this is dragged on more than most. Uh, I, I don't think he's worth that money, but I do think he will transform United's midfield. I do rate him. I think he's, I think he's excellent. Well, the, the one thing last year um, in the Community Shields is they were very ponderous getting the ball forwards. And I think um, Mourinho will be looking to increase the pace there.
long diagonal balls, you know, get uh, get them up to Ibrahimovic, get Pogba driving down the channel, Mkhitaryan, you know, sort of uh, driving forward from midfield. So I think they'll be quicker. And um, I mean, I think I, I don't see them as as being you know winning the league, but you'll get them. You'll get them in the top four, and you'll you know they'll they'll be significantly better than they were. How does Wayne Rooney fit into all this? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he does it, moving forwards. Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to struggle to nail down a place. I wonder if a midfield three would suit Pogba better, whereas he's got a bit more licence to pile forward. Because I, I think he'd be totally wasted if he was just asked to sit there and prompt and hit 50, 60 yard diagonals. I think he's got more than that to offer. I think he can drive in the box. Well, I, I, uh, I think he'll be the. And he could be. He could even play as an attacking midfielder. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it'll be more the the, the different sorts of players. But he'll, he'll be in that Lampard role yeah, of, exactly. of coming through, you know, and picking up. The I don't. Ball. Yeah, I don't. We we spoke about it last time, and I just think Rooney's the fourth best striker at United, and I don't think he's the best number ten there in, either. In the charity sh- community shield, that's how old I am. <laughs> um, he, you know, he was forced back. He was forced back in. You know into his own half all the time to pick up the ball. And that's not where you want Rooney. Uh, I think uh, he's been misplayed for the last couple of years. If, he, if he's going to play, get him in the box, get the ball in front of him, so his, his bad first touch isn't exposed. Mm. You're at Wembley. Yeah. What about Leicester? What's the vibe around them? I, well, I, I thought I was pretty positive about them. I didn't think they missed Kante uh, as much as uh, a lot of people thought they would. Um, uh, Drinkwater and King were very good in the middle and they closed people down, uh, squeezed the space. They did everything they did last year. Um, Mares was a bit quiet. Verdi is just... You know, I think I think Arsenal Arsenal will come to regret, will come to ruin not getting them because he's he's his, his movements, he's improving with every game. I know he's uh, you know he's coming up to thirty, but his movements, his awareness, the way he makes life uncomfortable for defenders, I thought uh, he was excellent. They they're going to be a top top ten team. Without a doubt, um, but, you know. Uh, afterwards, uh, Ranieri said, uh, "You know, what's your ambitions? Title winners, forty points." Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it, stop yeah. it, Claudio! Stop, stop it! Is that look? It's all about hunger, isn't it? They've done it. They've got, they've got the, to the promised land. They're mm. in the Champions League. They're champions. They've got their BMWs. It's like right. How much have they got left in that tank to, to go again mm. and to week in, week out, play with that same intensity and teamwork that they had? I think uh, if they can repeat it. Um, that would be brilliant I, but I do think it would be tough for them they're not going to be pushovers um, mm. they're not going to fall apart they'll, they'll, be, they'll be a difficult team to play you know mm. to, uh, and I think they'll finish in the top 10 But what, what about Liverpool? Liverpool well I, I mean I, I was that I, Barcelona performance was terrific wasn't it? yeah but Barcelona sent the training cones didn't he? <laughs> you know, the, yeah, the, one, one of them had a, a messy mask on you, know, they, <laughs> you, you can't judge that but they, they went to Mainz the, the, the following day and got beat 4-0 but, but again, Liverpool proud of Barcelona style team. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always think to myself, you know, you, you really don't want to play the, you know, these really poor teams in pre-season and run up the score. Because you can't judge from it, can you? you know, that, that Barcelona crew. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to judge. Yeah. However, the the worst signs that uh, that there will be improvement there. I don't think it'll be uh, a quick enough improvement to crash the top four or make them title contenders, which everyone craves. But they, they, they were... They, they look better than um, yeah, than last season, yeah. and I think uh, I think I think the buyers have been relatively judicious without setting the world alight. Um, I, I thought the combinations he used up front makes you wonder whether uh, we'll see that much of storage uh, because, like other managers before him, 
I think Klopp has concerns about Sturridge's injury record and mental Attitude. approach to yeah, the game. Yeah. Um, and I think that is another thing that might blow up. It's defensive. It's defensive. That's, the, that, mm. that's where Liverpool are weakest. Holding midfield player. I know Chan is there, and mm. I, I like Chan. Don't know if he can do it on his not, own. Not mobile enough. He's surrounded. Well, he was surrounded at the weekend by Juan Aldum and Lalana, two mm. very attack-minded players. Uh, I don't know whether he can hold that four um, and do a good enough job. And I still don't think the back four is a great one, especially well, especially at fullback. Yeah, well, we put it off long enough. We're going to have to start upsetting people now. <laughs> the teams who are going to go down. I suspect I won't get too many of you coming back at me when I say that I think Hull. Are nailed on to go down. Uh, you know, it's uh, if if Hull um, if Hull stay up, it will be the greatest miracle since the resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. And what, yeah. and what about Burnley? Um, I think Burnley have got a chance based on the fact that they've got Andre Gray. Um, I think he is goal scoring in the Callum Wilson mould. I think obviously he was really important for Bournemouth. Uh, got injured, which was then a massive issue for them, and they they recruited a backup. Thankfully, from their point of view, I think. Uh, he could make. He could get enough goals to keep them competitive. Obviously, they they need to recruit you, better you, quality. You just yeah. get the sense yeah. that the ownership of Burnley yeah. are happy for them to be a yo-yo team. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I, I just think organisation-wise, cohesion. That everybody knows their jobs. They're they're not Leicester, but there's a little bit of Leicester about them in mm. terms of their attitude and organisation, which will take them so far. Whether it's enough to get them out of the box, the, the, the last time they were up, they, you know, the, there were games certainly early on in the season where you thought, oh yeah, this, this might be alright. Mm. But there was a certain lack of conviction, especially in the second half of the season, and I worry about that as well. Yeah. Mm. They need to sign players. Which of, the, which of the teams who really got to look over their shoulder? Uh, is there any team that we would say, you know, traditional middle table or someone who's established themselves who might be in trouble I'd pick, this year? I'd pick um, West Brom. Has been potentially in trouble this season. Um, I know Poulis is the is the man who's never got them relegated or never been relegated. Don't know if he'll be there the whole season. Um, that's an issue. Um, I would tip West Brom to really struggle this year. I think Watford. I worry about them because of the too much change and whether there's too much reliance on on Dini and the, and the wild card that I'm not convinced about Palace. I think Palace are seen by many now as that has been in that middle block. I think they could be in a relegation fight because they don't have a lot of goals or a lot of creativity in that midfield. Obviously, we know about their wide men. But down the middle of the pitch, I don't think they're as, they're as good as others. Well, well, they're uh, desperate to get a striker in, aren't they? Desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. has been linked and, yeah. and Benteke. Well, this is a big year for Pulis. You know, at Christmas, they were, they were you know, fifth in the Premier League. And he was well, being par, par, course, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Pardew. Par, yeah. yeah. And he was being talked about as the next England manager. And his stock fell even quicker than um, than Palace down the table. Um, you know, they were down to 15th, you know, sort of, you know. In well, a, his in a, position w was relatively unstable as well, wasn't it? Yeah. You heard whispers that, mm. that he was under pressure. Poulis and Pardew, I think if they get poor starts, there could be changes, and changes don't always work out for the for the best. There could be too much upheaval at both those clubs. I, I, I think that, in a sense, there's people queuing up to go down. The <laughs> team that do worry me, though, is Swansea. Mm. What about Middlesbrough? They, they seem to have bought well. Uh, and yeah. Sunderland? I think, I think they'd be better. Moyes are, are right as a manager. And, and they had the base of a really sound defensive team towards the end of the year mm. with Allardyce. So as long as that's maintained, I think it will be under Moyes. 
and they need to recruit yeah. one or two more creative players, of course, but I'm sure he will. I think Sunderland, for once, might have less sort of shredded fingernails, you know, come come March or April. I think they might be mid-table, yeah, just 14, below. 14, yeah. 13, 14. Um, with Middlesbrough, I think, I think they'll be the best of the promoted teams. Mm. I think Kar- we talked about Bielic being a good tactician, clever manager. I think Karanka's that kind of guy. Um, shrewd defensively. Mm. Uh, will he, you know, get that handbrake off enough for them to score the goals? That's the question mark. But I think he will have plans for opposition teams mm. and he will get results for Middlesbrough. And and, and, and in a sense, they're lucky they're coming into a, a fairly unstable division in terms of other other teams. And, yeah. the, and they, 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 they look much more coherent and cohesive than some yeah. of the rivals around them. So, OK, chaps. Bottom three, Tony. Bottom three, uh, Hull, Burnley and Swansea. Uh, Hull, Watford, West Brom. I'll go with the flow, Hull, Burnley and West Brom. Now, top four. (laughs) (laughs) I I think uh, North London will occupy two of the spots. Uh, I'm going to go for Tottenham, uh, Arsenal and I think the two Manchester clubs will take the other two. Yeah, no, I'm not going to disagree with that. I I think it's hard to knock Chelsea out of that that top four. I think Liverpool is still at work in progress. I think they'll they'll, they'll fall away. Leicester too. but yeah, Chelsea, I can make more arguments for them struggling to break into the top top four because of all the changes there. And because City and United, they've got two of the best managers on the planet mm. and they've spent massively. Arsenal always make top four and I, I can't kick Tottenham out of it because, as much as I'd love to, <laughs> I can't because, because I do rate them as a team and I think, I think it could be a real four-way fight for the title. I don't think there'd be much in it. It's a tough one, this. I think... City champions just, but Chelsea will run them close. United and Spurs make up the top four. Sorry, Aid. <laughs> now, I'm sure you'll remind us when we're wrong, but we'll be with you throughout the season. A new name, the Football Writers Podcast, but the same blend of opinion and insight. Thanks for joining us. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 